Welcome to the Network Marketing Heroes Podcast, hosted by 40-year network marketing veteran, author of best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2 with Your Hair on Fire, and world-renowned speaker, Richard Bliss Brook. When it comes to success in network marketing, who better to learn from than leaders who have actually done it? Listen as Richard interviews top leaders and gives you a behind-the-scenes look at how they did it. You'll get incredible tips and duplicable actions you can do right now to build your own four-year career. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive discount code to get 10% off Richard's easy-to-use tools that will help propel your network marketing business to the next level at blissbusiness.com. Hey, everybody. Richard Bliss Brook here with yet another Bliss Business Hero Call. This is going to be an epic call. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're going to have major breakthroughs and insights because today we're talking to deep, deep wisdom on Hero Call number 82. So for the last uh, three years, every other week, we go out into the network marketing industry, 30 million people in the United States, and we find somebody that has built a four-year career or greater, and they've done it in a legitimate, substantial, worthwhile company with real products, and they've done it in a way that has enhanced their reputation as a business person and an entrepreneur and a leader, and they've done it in a highly ethical way. And today, we have one of the epic success stories in network marketing. This gentleman has been with his company for 14 years, which he'll tell us, I think is, a, is about, like uh, maybe the company's only 15 years old. This is a billion-dollar-a-year company right on that bubble. Uh, and guess what this guy has done? He followed the four-year career. In his first 90 days, he enrolled uh, 30 people. In his first year, 70 people, which that's a blistering pace. So we're going to hear about how he did that, but more importantly, why he did it. The second year, he enrolled 49 people. The third year, I don't know, maybe he like, got distracted. Maybe his team was so big he needed to support some people. He only enrolled 36 First four years, 174 people personally enrolled. 14 years later, over 400 personally enrolled. But get this, folks. Here's what geometric progressions will do for you. Today, he has over 85,000 active distributors on his team, 280,000 customers, and his sales are 5 to $6 million a month. That means he's like a 60 to $70 million a year company, which one of the perspectives I like to give this is, if you looked at a list of the top 200 companies in network marketing, like the actual companies in our profession based in the United States, his business would be right around probably in the top 100, if not the top 110 actual companies. And he is just a lowly distributor in Las Vegas, Nevada, 
Jay Coburn with Isogenics. Jay, how about that? For wow. Powery? Wow, wow, wow. You know, who is this guy? I want to get his autograph, man. <laughs> <laughs> Holy mackerel. Um, yeah. Well, uh, There's nothing else to say. Thank you, man. Uh, it, it, uh, Richard, it's an honor. It, it is, it's an honor uh, to be on this call, and uh, I want to thank you personally for inviting me. Uh, well, you are, your track record and your business and your humility and your wisdom and your reputation and especially your sense of humor is exactly what we need on this call because you may get people to laugh their way to believing <laughs> they can do what you did. Yeah. And um, so I, I, I want to take a second real quick before I get into your storytelling, Jay, to lay out our disclaimer. So it, on these hero calls, ladies and gentlemen, we do interview exceptional people. Obviously, somebody that personally sponsored 400 people has a team of 85,000, uh, you know, almost a quarter of a million customer, over a quarter of a million customers is exceptional. You know, people sometimes ask, well, what does the average person in isogenics earn? Uh, that'd probably be nothing. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> average, yeah. average people get frustrated and quit in the first two or three weeks. And, you know, we, we can't blame them. This is not an easy business. You know, this is pure entrepreneurism. You have to be highly motivated. Uh, you have to have a big vision, and you have to power through the frustration and the bewilderment and the setbacks, and you have to power through it. And that takes at least two or three years before you start to see enough evidence that you go, wow, this really is working. So I just want to put that out there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we interview the superstars and the, the exceptional people not to send the message to you that you can do what Jay has done, although obviously we believe you can do it. Will you do it? Probably not. But whatever it is you want to do, you know, I think most people listening on this call, you know, even though they want, you know, 85,000 people on their sales team, they don't really expect that for themselves. That's not their goal. Their goal might be to earn 500 bucks a month or $1,000 a month, or maybe knock it out of the park and earn $5,000 a month. And so the point of interviewing the super successful people in network marketing is whatever you want, these people can teach you how to do it. If you want them to earn $500 a month, the heroes can teach you how to do it. Just do what they did. And then you can stop when you get to 500 a month if you want. So Jay, tell us some stories. How? Did you get started in isogenics? What were you doing when it was introduced to you? And I'm particularly interested in who introduced you. Like, how did you know this person? And what was their profound scripted pitch that everyone has used since, word for word, that got your attention? Well, I... Uh, you know, my, my, again, Richard, thank you. Uh, it, it's an honor. Um, my, my first endeavor was a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, uh, Amway. <laughs> yeah, Amway. Uh, and I was invited to one of those 
quote-unquote secret money-making meetings. And uh, I enrolled, and I, I built that business uh, for two, almost three years. Realized wow, what an that, education. Yeah, yeah, the foundation there is just incredible. Incredible. Um, very militaristic, if I can use that word. Uh, but it was, yep. it, you know, I discovered it, you know, at the direct level that we weren't making quite as much money as uh, the, the diamonds and the crown ambassadors said you would make. But what did happen uh, is I fell in love. I fell in love with this profession. Uh, you know, you're a member of the Tape of the Week Club and the Book yeah, of the Month Club. Right. and Yep. Uh, just absolutely, I, I fell in love with the friends I was making. I fell in love with the personal development. Um, and really what happened, um, I fell in love with myself, <laughs> um, which is incredible. Um, and so that's, that's really how it all started a long time ago. It was 20, 22 years old. Isagenix, um came into my life. It was funny because uh, Kathy Coover, who happens to be one of the uh, owners and uh, co-founders of the company, yep. uh, Kathy called me. And at the time, I had a, a construction company here in Las Vegas. That was back in 2002. And at that time, Las Vegas was the number one fastest-growing city in the world. Uh, we were outpacing Hong Kong. And wow. so I had, a, I had a ton of work. Um, in fact, I was, I was uh, giving competitors of mine work that I couldn't take on. And it was all, I never advertised. It was, you know, happy customers, word of mouth type thing. And I'm a journeyman carpenter by trade and, and master mechanic. So uh, I had a ton of work. And I was, you know, doing the thing, doing the, doing the deal every day, living paycheck to paycheck, um, living in a two-bedroom apartment, um, you know, no 401K, no, no retirement, no savings account, driving a broken-down pickup truck. And I thought life was good. Uh, I was happy. I had a ton of work. And, and how did Kathy know you? Well, I knew Kathy from a previous company. And her and I were uh, at the top level of that company. And uh, I built that company here locally. And Kathy had a team here. And Kathy would send her team to my you know, weekly meetings and my Super Saturdays. Uh, I get it. What happened to that company? Uh, well, the, the doors closed. <laughs> what, which one was it? Uh, the tax people. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, shame on so, you. Yeah, shame on me. You know, I thought we were gonna have a good ride. I thought I thought the the owner was credible. You know, blah blah yeah. blah. But it, anyway, that was and that was the third time, Richard, that a company had actually closed their doors on me. And so uh, at that point in time, it was really it was kind of funny. Uh, I turned introspectively. And with the thoughts of, you know, what am I doing wrong? You know, why, why, did, why isn't this working? Um, you know, stuff like that. Yep. And uh, discovered that it had nothing to do with me. I was prospecting. I was going to events. I was signing people up. I was building a team. It had everything to do with management and ownership. It had nothing yep. to do with me. So 
anyway, Kathy and I were in that company, and I would train her team. She would train my team. Uh, we would travel the country, various different cities, and share the stage together and train together. And so I knew Jim and Kathy personally, um, and we're we're good friends with them. I loved their trainings. Um, I knew you know Jim's corporate background, you know the companies that he helped develop. And so what did anyway, she say to you? She called me up and said, Jay, what are you doing? I said, i got a construction company and yada, yada, yada. She says, well, listen, Jim and I just uh, uh, formed a company. We opened the doors. And I said, okay, what kind of product is it? She said, well, it's a nutritional cleansing product. And I said, well, you know, Kathy, I, uh, I really never had experience with nutritionals. It's always been a instant gratification type product, a legal service, a tax service, a water filter, a laundry ball, <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah i remember the laundry balls yeah Faubert. yeah yeah um you know the the diet the cookie i mean it's anyway oh, so, the diet cookie yep so it was always instant gratification and i told her i, I was pretty happy you know thank you she and she said and frankly she said jay you're one of the you're one of the greatest trainers in the world. You're one of the best. And she opened with a compliment. And yep. it was like, and I said, well, thank you, Kath. I, I appreciate that. I said, but I'm going to pass. I said, but do me a favor. I said, number one, uh, tell Jim I said hi. Give him a hug, right? And I said, keep me posted. Keep me posted. And today I tell people that I sort of had an unfair advantage uh, because I knew Jim and Kathy's background, and I knew that, for them to come out of retirement, uh, to start a company, ownership, because I've been on the backside. I've been, on, you know, in the suit and tie and taking care of compliance and shipping and handling and genealogies and comp plans and all the stuff. Um, I've been on both sides of the fence, and it's a huge responsibility, as you know. Yep. Uh, ownership is just, it's, 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 you're dealing with people's lives. It's, it's not just a product and a compensation plan. Uh, you're dealing, actually, with people's lives. So what happened, uh, fast forward to what happened that she kept you posted on what? What did she yeah, post I wanted to you know. on? I, want, I wanted to know about the growth and how the company was doing, et cetera, and I never heard from her because she was on the phone doing her thing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then a, a year and a half later, my good friend, Bill Mayer, who is the author of the book, The Magic and Asking the Right Questions, he's also a, a speaker, trainer, teacher, he called me up and he said he was going to be here in town and he asked me if uh, you know I'd help him at the back of the room with books and tapes. I said sure. He said I had more good news. I said what's that? He said have you heard of Isagenics? <laughs> <laughs> and I said no. What's that? <laughs> and he said well Jim and Kathy Coover about a year and a half ago started this company. And I said wait a second Bill. Kathy called me and he said well, what'd you tell her? And I told her no I wasn't interested. And he said great. He said, because they're paying people about 25000 a week. <laughs> and, and I said, wait a second. I said, wait, Bill, Bill, Bill. I, I've studied the industry. You know, nobody's done that. 100000 a month, and the company's only a year and a half old. But I had to believe him. I had to trust him. He was my good friend. And so I said, okay, how are they doing that? How, mechanically. Explain to me. How, how are they paying that kind of money already? And he said, well, they're paying to an unlimited depth. And I went, whoa, hold the phone, wait a second, another red flag. You can't pay to an unlimited depth, you'll go broke. 
They've got to put a ceiling. They've got to put a cap on something. And he said, well, Jim designed the plan. Instead of capping the amount of people in one's organization, you know, three levels, five levels, seven levels deep, instead of putting a cap on the amount of people, they decided to cap the weekly income instead. And I said, I've never heard of that. So I turned to my girlfriend. I said, hey, you want to do this nutritional cleansing thing? She said, yeah, sure. And so I said, all right, Bill. I said, sign me up. I said, there's one big problem. He said, what's that? I said, my cards are maxed out. Will you loan me the money? <laughs> I mean, it's like classic. It's, it's yeah. true. It's crazy. So he loans me the money. My girlfriend does the product. She loses, you know, 12 pounds, 20 and a half inches. It's like hope my, the light went off, and I just went millions and millions of people are going to want this product. So I just started talking to people. What did you, know, you say just, to people? So you recruited a bunch of people, 70 people in your first year. That's a, that's a lot. Uh, what, do you, what did you say to people and what do you say to people to have them not only be interested in what you're doing but be interested in network marketing? Um, good question. I At first – it's kind of crazy because there was a, a very big sense of urgency on my behalf. Um, the day I enrolled, Friday, I had literally Saturday and Sunday to enroll as many people as I possibly could because I already contracted a job. It was 50-50. The materials are already there. Um, I had to go put in 8,000 feet of 8-inch custom baseboard. But um, I only had two days. I had a two-day window to sort of launch uh, this new, you know, new new product, new business, and so there was a huge sense of urgency. And in the first two days, I actually enrolled 14 people, uh, and the phone call was like, it was something like this: "Hey, Richard, it's Jay. What are you doing? Are that's you there?" That's the same brilliant. That's the that's the same brilliant question Kathy asked you. <laughs> right? What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? So. So they'd say, what's up? i go, look, um, do you trust me? I, that word is so misunderstood. Good question. Yeah. Good question. Good question. Do you trust me? And they say, why, sure, why? What's going on? And I told them, I said, I don't have a lot of time. I need your social and your credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Only you, could, only you could get away with that. Right? I mean, it's it's kind of funny, but you can apply that. Um, right. You don't have to do the social in your credit card. But I only had two days. I had to move. Um, crazy part is I enrolled those 14 people. I went to the job site. I was there for a month and a half. I never, I didn't go to my back office. I didn't do anything. Um, got home, finally jumped on the computer, and went into my back office. Well, I had personally enrolled 14 but I had a grand total of 22 people in my organization. Yep. And I went, wait a minute. Now, that's only eight people, right? But I didn't do anything. I had duplication. I had growth. And so my girlfriend had results from the product. I had duplication. And then I said, it's time to go to work. Um. So, you know, I was, I was pounding nails during the day, 
I'd come home 5 or 6 o'clock. I told my girlfriend, I said, look, I'm going to jump in the shower, take a cold shower. I'm going to get on the phone, do me a favor, fix dinner, put my plate in the microwave, and when I'm ready, I'll heat it and eat it. But I'm on the phone. And I would I would get on that phone until 10, 11, sometimes midnight, uh, wow. talk, talking to people. And yeah. once you got past the Social Security number and credit card, <clears throat> when you <laughs> called somebody up and you you launch into your power question, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. What's that? What's after that? What What did you tell people? And and not so much the isogenics part. Right. What did you What do you tell people about? You know what they're doing, and it, and it's you know I know it's more questions than it is telling people, but. What are some of the questions you would ask people, and what would you tell them about the opportunity or opportunity in network marketing that has people get past their bias? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, one, one of the things uh, that I would focus on, number one, is them, their position in life and where they're at. You know, Bob, are you sick and tired of the commute? Have, have you gotten sick and tired of that yet? Uh, do you like having a lack of zeros on the end of that check? Every week, I mean, really. Um, so, uh, you know, if, if you focus on that person and and where they're at, because it, you know, we hear all the time, Richard, about the 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 freedom, the time freedom that's involved in our profession, and isn't that a crock? I mean, you know, every day now, where I sit in the position that I'm in. It's not a matter of it is. I do have freedom. I can go and do or buy or do, I can do anything I want to do. But I choose. I choose to be on the phone with my team members. I choose to prospect uh, a quality person. I choose to. It's a, it's really freedom of choice. Um, and when you when you're doing something that you love, it's not a job. It's it's a passion. And today, it's. It's about contribution. It's man, it is all about contribution. How I can reach down and pick somebody up. How can I help them in their life? You know, you know, Zig, he said it perfectly. He said, Help help enough other people get what they want in life and you'll automatically get what you want. It's a very simple formula. Um so it's it's all about helping other people. It's not about you. It's not about you and your distributorship and your product and the and the comp plan and all that stuff. It's it's about talking to them, meeting them where they are, and saying, "Look, there's an opportunity here. I don't know. I don't know if it's a fit. You might say yes. You might say no. You may say maybe. You might run the other way. I have no idea. But let me show you something. If you if you look at this with open eyes." I think you're going to see the same thing that I saw. <laughs> and i got to be honest with you, I was a slave 14 years ago, and today I'm not. Mm-hmm. Now, I went to work. You know, they call it net work marketing. I went to work because I mm-hmm. wanted out of prison. So if, if you're unhappy, if there's any pain where you're at, if there's any pain where you're at, um, you know, you want to take a look. And I'm not looking for a decision. I, I'm, I'm absolutely, completely unattached to the outcome. No attachment whatsoever. You're, look, you're going to reap what you sow. 
if you if you plant an apple tree, I promise it's going to grow up to be an apple tree. If you if you plant a pear tree, it's going to they don't interchange. So you're going to reap what you sow. So if you just keep doing it, if you just keep talking to people, and you're not attached to the outcome, and you just offer your gift, whatever your gift is, and you you meet them where they are. If there's any pain whatsoever, hey, take a look. I don't know if it's a solution. It could be. It might be. It may. I don't know. I'm just the messenger. Here's what I found. The distinction you're speaking about here uh, that I want you to drill down on more is the difference between asking people to get in Mm. and asking people to take a look. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, would you, like, like, richen that up? Like, why is it so important to you as the presenter to just ask people to look versus asking them to get in. Like, why is that so important for your own psychology? (laughs) Well, that's a great, I love it, man. I love it, buddy. Um, That is probably one of the most powerful questions that our listeners um, can listen to. Probably one of the, the very most powerful. When you can detach yourself from the outcome, when you just really are a messenger, then the emotional stuff that goes on, oh, this guy would be so good in my business, and oh, man, if this guy signed up, oh, he would explode, and blah, 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 blah. When you can detach yourself, and you just really are the messenger. Look, I, I don't, the, the name of the company isn't tattooed on my forehead, right? I don't own this thing. I'm just the messenger here. Um, when you, when you, any time that you're inviting, any time that you're presenting, any time that you're training your team, and you can detach yourself, you can sit in that position of, look, here's what we have to offer, here's how it can fit into your life, here's what can happen if you go to work, here's what can happen if you don't go to work, right? When you can detach yourself, it's such a powerful position to be in because you're not, it's not, I'm going to get this guy. I'm going to get this person. I'm going to get, get, get. When you come from a place of being subservient, when you serve other people, the great master was once asked, you know, we want to be great like you. You know, he traveled the country for about three years, collected 12 of his leaders. They sat in a garden three days before he was going to get killed. <laughs> and they said, we want, to, we want to be great like you. What is the path to greatness? He said, the path to greatness is to serve many. Well, you've got a vehicle here to serve many, many, many people. Thousands, tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of people. So if you're just a messenger and you sit in a position of, you know, it. I would love to have you in my business. I would love to work with you, but it's not going to make or break me. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm not going to stop doing it. So if you'll take a look, that's all I'm asking is to take a look. Now, after the information, then I'll ask them. Then I ask them to try the product. Here, give the product a try, right? But take a look. 
take yeah. a look at, at what I'm, I'm sharing with you. So I think what people, especially new people, just sort of don't understand is um, when you go to a prospect and you just, you know, unload on them everything you know about the opportunity and the products. And, of course, because you signed up and, and you know ultimately what you need to do to be successful is you need to sign up other people, just by default, the way you let your presentation land with the prospect is that you are inferring that they should sign up, that they should make a decision to join you in this business. And here's why that's so dysfunctional and frustrating for people is, you know, if you think about, if you as the prospect or as the distributor think about the process that you went through before you decided to sign up, what we're rarely doing is giving the prospect we're talking to the same opportunity to go through the same process. We may have taken weeks or months to sign up, but when we, once we do sign up, then we go start talking to people, we, we make it sound like they should make the decision now. Right, right. And, and they don't have enough information. They, they, they may not have enough pain, as you talked about. They, may not, they not be, may not be thinking about their pain. And so, of course, people say no, and one of the reasons they say no is we've sort of rushed the whole process, and we've yeah. made it sound like we want them to sign up right now. And, you know, they give us all kinds of excuses. I don't have time, I don't have money, I don't want to do network marketing, blah, 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 blah. But what's in the unsaid there is what a, what a prospect will never tell you is, look, you've rushed this whole process. Mm -hmm. You've dumped a ton of information on me. I get you're all fired up, but that doesn't have anything to do with me. Mm. If you want me to get all fired up, I have lots of questions. I have a process I need to go through. Mm -hmm. And you know what? The, you picked up the phone and called me. I answered the phone out of courtesy, but I never told you I had 20 minutes to <laughs> you know, hear your dump of information that you decided was a good time to dump on me. So, and then of course people say no and we get frustrated because, yeah. oh, they don't like me. They don't like what I'm doing. And so the difference between asking people to get in and just asking them to look is asking them to look is a baby step. If there's one thing I would encourage you to all get from what Jay talked about here is in your prospecting, go for baby steps. You know, if you, if, you, if you call somebody up and say, hey, have you got five minutes? You know, if somebody says yes, that's a baby step. You got somebody to, to give you something to make a decision that moves you towards perhaps enrolling them, but you did it in a baby step. And then maybe you get them on the phone, and you, they say, yeah, I got five minutes. And they say, hey, can I tell you a story? And they say, yes, that's, you know, that's another baby step. And so you tell them a story, and then maybe you just say, hey, I don't know if it's for you. I mean, all that you know, brilliant stuff just, Jay just told you about. You know, if, if, if you give people the opportunity to say no, they, they'll oftentimes say yes just because you gave them the freedom to say no. But if you don't give them any opportunity to say no, they're going to push back on that. 
So if you give them lots of opportunities to say no and say, I don't know if this is for you. Maybe it's not a good time. Maybe you're not the least bit interested. Maybe you don't have the reasons I had. But yeah. would you just take a look? And so what's it, what's it hurt to take a look? It hurts a lot in the mind of a prospect to join you in business. It hurts a lot. You know, they, they're imagining all kinds of things. So I've got to call all my friends like you're calling me. I've got to buy product. I've got to go to meetings. Whatever they think they have to do, there's a lot there. It's easy for them to say no, but it's not easy to say no to taking a look. Absolutely. And then yeah. somebody says, all right, I'll look. Well, then what? You guess what you get to do? You get to rely on whether or not it really is a good fit. Is your company, is your product, is your opportunity, is the timing, and is this prospect a good fit? And if it's not a good fit, even if you did get them in, they're just going to quit. Brilliant stuff. So yeah, it, tell me uh, this. Why did you keep sponsoring so many people? Four years, 170 people or something like that, 400 people, especially the first four years. Tell us about your pace of play like your first two years, and then I noticed your third year you backed down to 30-some-odd. What's that all about? Tell us about pace of play. Well, I, um, you know, I, I, I teach my team. There's a, there's a little, you know, Vince Lombardi and the Green Bay Packers, five Super Bowl rings right out of the gate, first team to ever win it. And the story of Vince going into the locker room, and he always went back to the basics, and the, the boys would gather around. He would stand there in the middle of the room with a football, and he'd say, gentlemen, this is a football. The object of the game is to get this ball in the end zone. Now go have fun. <laughs> I mean, every game. Gentlemen, this is a football. object of the game is to get this ball in the end zone. Now go have fun. Well, their track records are track record. And so I teach my team the object of the game is to personally enroll as many as you can, as fast as you can, for as long as you can. And because there's a sense of urgency. I had a sense of urgency, Richard. I was 47 years old. It's June in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's 110 degrees. And there, <laughs> I, there I am, bent over some two-by-fours and pouring concrete and pounding nails. My knees are killing me. My back is aching. My hands are a bloody mess. And I stood up, I go, what am I doing? Well, I, I just looked in the crystal ball, like, Jay, do you, do you want to be here five years from now? Like, no, no. So my pain was strong enough. And I also had another contributing factor was my girlfriend had never experienced network marketing before. She had never, you know, sort of seen the good side of life. And so I had a double... It was my significant other. I, I was doing it for her. I wasn't doing it for me because it was painful. I was doing it for her, which I would tell your listeners, that's a clue, you guys. Find, find a why. Find a why that drives you absolutely through your pain, through the frustration. Find a why that is stronger than any pain that you can possibly endure. Period. Yeah. Period. And per period. One of, the, one of the things that, that I know you and I will both tell these guys in unison, Jay, is that 
that reason, that why that's stronger than your frustration and your pain, it can't be about you. I mean, nope. ultimately, you're going to find that the why that pulls you across the finish line is about other people. It might be right. your girlfriend. It might be your kids. It might be some, you know, some charity you're involved in. Church, yep. Might yep. be, might be taking care of your parents. Um, yep. But it's bigger than you. If it's not bigger than you, you know, because the fears and the frustration, that's all about you. Yeah. So you know, you're afraid you're going to fail. You're afraid people aren't going to like you. You, you, that's all about you. And if your goals are all about you, they're rarely a match. You know, you want a big house and a big car. That doesn't match your fear of looking like a fool. Not not in too many cases, <laughs> you know. But yeah. you'll look like a fool for your girlfriend or you'll look like a fool for your wife or your kids. You'll yeah. look like a fool to save your parents. Yep. Yes. Brilliant yes. stuff. Yes. Yeah, and in fact, you know, I've been my primary, uh, my mother's primary caregiver for the last five years of her life, and she's gone through 31 major surgeries. She actually got to a point where the doctors wouldn't release her home. I, I, I bought her a condo. I remodeled it. I mean, she had a, a gorgeous place, and they wouldn't let her go home. They said, Jay, you, you've got to put her in a facility. She's just she's falling down too much. She's, she's going to kill herself. And I had to put her in a facility, and it broke my heart. And I have even a bigger goal now is to get her out of there um, <laughs> so that because my mom deserves more and um, she's always supported me. It didn't matter. I mean, it, it just didn't matter. She always supported me. And so uh, your why has to be bigger than the pain, whether it's whether it's because here's what it comes down to. <laughs> this business is so incredibly amazing. It's all about contribution. That's why Richard does these calls. It's why I'm on the phone. It's why your owners of your company started the company. It's why they developed the product. It's why they created a compensation plan. It's about contribution. It's not this life that we live in isn't about us. It's about other people. <laughs> um, and so contribution what what can i do you know we we all we all get to this place in life and sometimes it hits people early sometimes it hits a middle age sometimes it doesn't hit them i've i've talked to people in my mom's facility and some of them aren't there any longer if you know what i'm saying they they've, they've yep. gone on and i've talked to them and it's like what you know, if you could have done something over, what would you have done? And they, all of them said, I would have risked more. I would have done more. And I said, well, what's, what's life been about? And they don't even know. It's like, I don't know. I, life just went right by me, and now I'm laying here in this bed, and I'm about to pass away. <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's about contribution, um, and if you can keep that in the back of your mind, when you're talking to people, if you can meet them where they're at, find out if there is some pain there, because um, you can eliminate. You know, there's a, there's a lot of people have a challenge with finances. They, people have a challenge with talking about money. I did 14 years ago. I was broke. I didn't have any money. Money controlled me. I didn't understand it. Um, but today it's different. 
My money is working for me. My money is a tool for me to help other people. I can go buy a brand new car. I can stick another Rolex on my wrist if I want. (laughs) But that's not what it's about. I give my money to to people that I care about because they're important. Their life is important. If I can contribute to them, if I can give them some wisdom, if I can teach them a thing or two along this journey, if I can help them avoid the mistakes that I've, I've made, that's what it's about. That you'll, yeah. get wealthy, you'll get wealthy if you just help people do that. It's, it's a universal law. So speak to the person, Jay, that, um, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there listening, uh, probably most of the people listening, you know, they're not even at their 500 or or 1000 bucks a month yet. And mm-hmm. so thinking about other people may be tough for them because their biggest focus is i got to get out of debt or yeah. i gotta, I got to write this ship so I'm earning more money than I'm spending. Or maybe they got a really specific need, like, you know, they need to fix their car or they need to pay off their, their college yeah. tuition or something. Yeah. You know, what do you say to somebody that just wants to make 500 or 1000 bucks a month and what has them stuck is they've tried, mm. it hasn't worked, they've talked to some people, those people said no, they got three people in over the last six months, but those three people quit. Mm. <laughs> How do I change my story about whether or not this is going to work for me? Because as long as I'm embedded in the story of what I just told you, I'm not going to be very excited about talking to more people. What do you tell that person? Uh, I love it. I love it, buddy. Um, It's so funny. What I've a, a major conclusion that I've come to is that we're human beings, number one. And when you present your quote-unquote opportunity, whatever it might be, uh, the person sits there and they ask themselves a question, can I do this? You know, can I actually do this? And the answer is absolutely. The answer is anybody can do this. But trust me, if I can do this, you guys can do this. Uh, But that's the question they ask themselves. And therein lies the dichotomy and the dynamic. Can I, based on their knowledge, based on their experience from the past, based on how they think they can do it, can I do this? Well, the answer is absolutely. Um, in, in classic, uh, sometimes I'll sit people down, they go, Jay, I'm only making 500 bucks a month, I'm getting a lot of no's, you know, uh, it's getting frustrating. I go, great. Let me ask you a question, Bob. Like when you started, how much were you making? Uh, zero. Okay, and how much are you making now? 500. Oh, good. So uh, there's an increase there. We're, we're starting to create a little bit of cash flow, correct? Well, yeah. Okay, good. Let's improve your skills. You see, Bob, what you've been doing is you've been doing it your way. And to be honest with you, your way, you know, it's going to work, but there are, there are skills that you can learn 
They're very easy. You don't need a degree. I've got my master's degree from the University of Adversity. <laughs> so you don't need a degree. But if you'll be open, you'll be coachable, you'll be trainable. And I can suggest some books. I can suggest some trainers. Your, your company events are great places to start. But if you'll be open to training yourself, because whatever your profession is, Bob, if you're an attorney, if you're a doctor, if you're a carpenter, if you're a plumber, if you're a stay-at-home mom, if you're a dog groomer, if you, it doesn't matter, ditch digger, you learned those skills. You didn't come out of the womb that way. You learned them, and it got you to where you are today. So if you'll open your mind to learning some skills, we can improve your inviting. We can improve your prospecting. We can improve your team building. We can improve your leadership skills. And with improvement, from going from that $500 a month, pretty soon we'll add a zero to the end of that. And then if you're not happy there, if you want more, well, we can add a zero to that one. It's all dependent on you. So it, it can be frustrating. It can be very, very discouraging. The no's, um, you know, they can hurt. <laughs> but again, if your why is big enough, if your why is bigger than, than the frustration and the pain, then you'll keep doing what you're doing, recognizing that small commitments lead to large commitments. Small commitments lead to large commitments. And the people that you're enrolling, once they see, because people are watching you. People are watching you. They're going, oh, you know, Jay's doing one of those things. Well, 14 years later, I mean, Jay, holy mackerel. <laughs> yeah, Jay did one of those things. I have pers close, close personal friends that are still doing the same things today they were 14 years ago. <laughs> and it, it just, it amazes me. So there's always room for improvement. You can always get better. You know, Jim Rohn, don't wish that things were better. Wish that you were better. There's, there's always ways to improve your skill set in any. It doesn't matter what it is in life. You can always improve your skill set. So, yes, there's going to be some frustration. Yes, people that said they're going to become millionaires disappear off the face of the planet. People that you think won't do a thing, end up becoming your biggest builders. And it's, it's all part of the journey. That's the, greatest, <laughs> that's the greatest asset this profession has to offer. I mean, what, what, what do we got? A hundred, I mean, 150 years ago, there was one network marketer on the planet. The first one, there was one person. Today, there's 100 million of us worldwide. We account for, what is it, 185 or 190 billion, billion dollars in, in product and service worldwide. This is a profession that you can stand up to. I mean, I think, we're, I think this profession is just now um, getting the credit that it's due after 150 years of history. Um, I don't even think this profession has started yet. Um, so you can stand up and be proud. You can say, yes, I'm a, I'm a professional network marketer. 
I represent this company. Here's our product. Here's the results people get. This company, instead of paying an advertising firm, they pay me instead. And this is what I do. I tell my friends. I recommend my product and opportunity to other people because of what it's done for me and what it's done for thousands of others. That's what I do. <laughs> so um, anybody, anybody, I don't care if you're 16 years old or you're 65 years old, anybody can improve their skills. And therein, I think, lies the magic. And it's up to you. There is no limit. There is no limit in this profession. To How where old you was go. Jimmy Smith when he started? He was 74 years old. 74 <laughs> years old. Guy's and 89. Today, he's 89. He's 89. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, Does he have a good business? He's, yes, he has a great business. He's, uh, <laughs> How great he's is a, his business? He has amassed somewhere between 60, he's approaching $70 million. In income. In income. <clears throat> Started at 74 years old, a butcher. <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, um, if a chicken cutter can do it, mm. if a broke down uh, construction Beat up, guy, bloody old, yeah. <laughs> if a butcher can do it, you can do it. And what we'll all tell you is, you know, yes, it's easy to talk about, you know, once you have 80,000 people on your team, you can talk about all kinds of stuff. But the, where the rubber really meets the road is, what do you talk about when you have nobody on your team yet? What do you talk about when you have eight people, when you have 18 people? You know, even the person that's making $500 a month and complaining about it, you know, I would ask them a couple of things. Okay, first of all, you know, are you working like eight hours a day for that 500 bucks a month? Or is that just kind of coming to you from your team? Is that your team income? In most cases, it's probably their team income, which means it's residual, which means I would teach them a little something about asset value. If you've got a team that's making you 500 bucks a month, you've got a team that gave you a $100,000 asset. Because that's how much money you'd have to have in the bank to earn 500 bucks a month. Actually, you'd have to have a lot more than that. Today's mm -hmm. interest rates. <laughs> you've you've got an extraordinary asset at $500 a month. And then I'd sit it down and show them. I'd show them the geometric progression chart, whether it's four, sixteen, sixty-four, two hundred fifty-six, a thousand four, or multiples of five, or multiples of three, or multiples of two, and said, "Look, here's where you're at on the chart. The challenge with network marketing is." that in the first couple of years, and here's the geometric progressions in the first couple of years, you may work really hard in the first couple of years, and all you end up with is 20 or 30 or 40 people on your team, and you're not making very much money. But look what happens the next couple of years if you'll just keep the pace, mm -hmm. if you'll just keep leading the charge. Mm -hmm. You end up getting paid more than you're probably worth. And you get paid more than you're probably worth for the rest of your life, providing you pick the right company. Jay Coburn, you picked the right company in your last 14 years are a stellar example to the network marketing world. 
I thank you for your story. I thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your time today. People that will be listening to this podcast now or five years from now or ten years from now, you know, eventually all over the world, you're a gift, buddy, and I look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I will be there with uh, bells and whistles on. Again, thank you, and I, you know, Richard, I just the bottom line is this. I don't know if, uh, you know, five people are going to hear this, if 500, 5,000, 50,000, 500,000, I have no idea. Um, but if I inspired one person, if I inspired one person today um, to believe to believe in themselves. You know, your your owners believe in you. Richard Brooke believes in you. I believe in you. A hundred other, a hundred million other people believe in you. And if I inspired one of you to believe in yourself and to keep going, um, to go through the, the hard stuff, because I'll tell you, when you get through, <laughs> when you get through the hard stuff. The life on the other side, it, you know, every morning I wake up, I say thank you. I, every single morning, the first thing that comes out of my mouth is I thank my creator. I, I get to spend another day here. <laughs> and um, it is amazing. It is an amazing and amazing life. And so the vision that's set forth here, uh, the vision, your future, your future can be so much different than how you're living it today. And again, if I've inspired just one, only one person to believe, to believe in themselves, to believe that you can do it. Henry Ford taught me a long time ago. He said, Jay, he said, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. And so if you'll believe in yourself, if you'll believe in this industry, if you'll believe in Richard Brooke, if you'll believe in, in me, if you'll believe in all of the people that have laid the path before you, if you'll believe in your product, if you'll believe in your compensation plan, if you'll believe in this industry, one of the strongest financial industries in the entire planet, if you will believe in you, then I've done my job today. That's, that's my gift for all of you out there. So, you've done your thank, job, buddy. Thank you so much. No, thank you, buddy. It's been an honor, and and uh, give Kimmy a big hug for me. You got it. Talk to you soon. All right, love you, buddy. Thank you all. Good night. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Richard Bliss Brooks Network Marketing Heroes Podcast. If you are inspired and are ready to create your own success story, then it is time to take advantage of some of the top network marketing tools available. Pick up the top recruiting tool that has prospects saying, yes, the four-year career and the four-year career for women. Get your mindset right. Without a clear vision, success is lost. Check out the best-selling book on vision, Mach 2 with your hair on fire. Learn to think like a successful person with this step-by-step -step guide on how to break through your self-imposed limitations. Mach 2 Vision Training is a 90-minute four-part video training where you get Richard to walk you through crafting your vision. It's a must for anyone looking to step outside the box and hit the ground running. 
for 10% off your order, use the discount code HERO at checkout. If you're serious about building your business, make sure to subscribe to Richard's blog for all the latest tools and articles. This success story is not typical. It is meant to inspire you and show you what's possible. It is not what you should expect to accomplish. Your income will depend entirely on you, your commitment, your work ethic, your leadership, and your ability to acquire customers and inspire sales leaders to join your team. Most people who start off intending to build a sales team do not maintain their motivation to continue.